0: I miss you, man. I miss you,
1: man.
0: I miss you, Joe. I miss you,
1: mans. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss
0: you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Nice. There she is. Hello there. Welcome to I Miss You, Man. My name is Lonnie. His name's Dylan. How you doing, Dylan? I'm okay, Lonnie. How about yourself, mate? Pretty well. Uh, What's I Miss You Men all about, Dylan?
2: Normally it's about you and me catching up each week, taking each other through a topic that could be anything. Life, pop culture, and everything in between.
0: Exactly right, Dylan. Normally, every now and then, we get together and do a little special episode, don't we?
2: Oh, yeah. The Christina Chronicles, mate.
0: And that's exactly right. We go back through the uh, filmography of our favourite actor of all time, Christina Ritchie, and today it's even more special. It's special because it's Christina, and it's special because we've got Joe Lyon here. How are you doing, Joe? i
1: oh, so good. So thank you guys for having me. I'm very, very keen. Uh, keen to dive into the reachy uh, recesses of my mind and your minds. <laughs> very, very keen. Hi.
0: Now, Joe, you're one of our favourite guests, uh, but for someone, oh. <laughs> it's true. But we're not just saying that. Oh, oh Dylan, nice. what do you reckon?
1: Oh, I mean, no, don't, don't, don't,
0: do, don't
1: man, test on him track. on there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, um, thanks so much. And so for someone out there who might not know who you are, who are you?
1: So my name's Johanna Lyon, and I uh, I like to call myself uh, cheeky, soul-bearing grub. That's just three words um, <laughs> that I use to market myself uh, when I'm selling myself wherever, on the street, oh. Uh well, oh. you know, in plays. So I'm a cabaret comedian and I make um silly shows and I act in Shakespeare's and stupid stuff around town in um mostly in Brisbane and Sydney.
0: That's amazing, Joe. And every now and then okay. you get together on a podcast to talk about Christina Ritchie, don't you? <laughs> so you can okay, have that too. That's a
1: regular thing. I yeah. really like to do that. <laughs> Just a hobby of mine, but only for Christina.
0: Okay, that's good. And sometimes Eurovision, when we did that a little while back for this, for, I miss you, man.
1: That's right. Go back and listen to my top picks of Eurovision. That's um, deep to my heart.
0: That was good stuff. So, where are you at with uh, Christina Ritchie, Joe?
1: Well, I know little bits and bobs. Obviously, we do have a great love for her in, um, you know, Adams Family. She's a great mm-hmm. win- Wednesday. And then I did do a scene of hers. Uh, well, it was from the movie Black Snake Moan, which I believe is more of a early 2000s one um that was for the end of uni like I did a bit of a showreel scene and acted that painful scene out um so yeah i've got a i wouldn't say that i'm in her mind but i, I can definitely appreciate a bit of the reachy a bit of christina i think she's hmm. awesome
0: okay that's cool i think um what about
1: you guys i didn't really realize this was like your that's why you're doing it your favorite actress <laughs> I mean why
0: is that <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> you you explain it to You Let me take it away.
2: Well, I mean, we did an episode on Speed Racer, the greatest film mm. of all time. And um, you know, she's one of the best parts of it, playing Trixie in mm. it. And that's when we just rediscovered our love, like, God, we love Christina Ritchie, don't we? Yeah, we do. And then here we are watching all her movies.
1: And yeah, for me she's for me, edgy.
0: I think I think that's true, Joe. For me, especially, like everyone knows Casper and Wednesday in no. some of those early ones, and then I think people might have seen her every now and then as an adult actress. Yes. So for us, yeah. I was like let's go back and you know fill in those gaps in our in our background with Christina I Ritchie, do So
1: kind of get her a little confused, you know. And this is I'm not preaching to the choir here. You guys know you love her so much, but I get a little bit confused with Brittany Murphy a little bit. So I often think she's dead. Um, but she's not dead. She is well and truly alive, isn't she?
0: Yep, she's still kicking. Uh, yeah. She's, yeah. she's just
2: been cast oh, in Matrix 4, so I hope she's alive, yeah? Otherwise, we'd be casting.
1: War. Wow. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I often just get confused with, um, you know, uptown girls and, and those kind of things because they're a similar look. They're quite small, mm. you know, petite ladies. hmm mm. But, no, I'm very keen to, di- to dive into this.
0: So the film, we gave you... Cut, blanche here joe to pick any film <laughs>
1: anyone i will say you gave me three names none that i'd heard of before so i really went off the book the cover i judged a book by a cover and i picked a movie that is called um, bastard out of carolina and i wish i bloody hadn't
0: <laughs> oh, it's a good title i'll give you that joe you picked both well yeah, title wise
1: it advertised my eyes you know um <laughs> But it is, as we're about to, you know, discover to our mm. listenership, it is a very deep and quite painful to watch at times film.
0: Mm. So it's probably a good time now to just give a bit of a content warning. Um this film really deals um deals with and delves deeply into um child abuse. So if that's something that you're really interested in hearing, that's totally fine. We'll see you next week. Um we we try and keep these things light on I miss you man. Um but this movie is very heavy, so we'll. I don't want to go into great detail on all those horrible things that happen in this film, but we'll, it'll come up. We'll mention it. Um, and we'll try and keep our – we'll discuss the film as a whole as well. Um, but obviously, if this sort of, sort of thing like not your cup of tea, you know, if it's something you might want to get help and talk about, um, we really strongly recommend that. Um, so just keep that in mind as we move forward. Um, Dylan, would you want to give us maybe a bit of a – a basic plot outline of Bastard Out of Carolina?
2: Well, I mean, first of all, I want to say, I really wish we had, like, an official Christina Chronicles adjudicator or something
1: Mm. because
2: if there was one, I feel like they would have said, nah, skip this one. She's barely in it and it's extremely (laughs) tough to watch. And you also can't find it anywhere or else you'd be watching it in 240p on daily motion in multiple parts with a million ads.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have we go straight to the source next time and just have a quick chat to Christina, I'll be like, which ones are the ones we should really definitely have to? Which ones are the ones that maybe like, you know, give or take and ones that just don't bother. She would have told us this one I was a don't no bother. If
1: you guys are really claiming her as your favourite actress, you guys have to do the due diligence and watch every single one. I don't care if she's in to two like literally one scene. I think if you if you're big fans, we're doing the chronicles, we do it all.
2: Mm. oh for sure yeah and definitely not skipping any after this one if we watch this we'll watch
1: them <laughs> all
0: you're right absolutely jo. maybe we're the adjudicators from here on in for everyone else in the world mm. yeah
1: all right on all matters or just all matters of <laughs> <are> Christine.
0: <laughs> mainly Christina um,
1: okay
0: okay that's- okay so yeah Dylan what's it about though Dylan
2: well I mean basically it's about this like this mother who has she have two kids out of wedlock mm-hmm. if you will. Um, So they're bastards, if you will, eh? right? That's where it comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then basically she, like, marries this nice guy first of all, but he dies tragically. Um, Then she gets remarried to an actual piece of shit, I think. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: Like probably the worst person to ever exist, just about.
0: Yep. (laughs) I think quite so. Right,
1: quite right. So
0: um, maybe I don't think this would have been a very watched film. Um, so so, Joe, do you want to give us a of rundown on some of the horrible things that happened, just in brief, um, so we can talk about them sure. with some authority? Yeah.
1: So yeah, <laughs> give it to the female. She she'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I um, we are witnessing some um, we are witnessing some abuse on the physical side and sexual side and definitely verbal side. Um, so it is pretty, pretty rough. We watched it, so you don't have to pretty much. Mm. Um, mm. It's, uh, it's like it comes from the spot where this um, father, stepfather, is um, insecure with his own family. It looks like he has these interactions with his family where he's the, he's the son that didn't achieve anything, and so it's always about like him being, you know, um, he's, he's the one who's fucked up and he's um you know affecting all these lives around him so it's always about like you know I'm your father you tell me I'm your father and he always wanted a son and that's what this um the mother can't give to him mm. um she does have a she does have another baby i believe no she does, she has a miscarriage
0: it's like and, a stillbirth uh, i think yeah have, that's yeah. right
1: yeah she can't have kids again i think that really tips him into the the next category of um evil um, and there mm. is um, so, so a, a rape. Um, and so Jenna Malone is the, the main character and she is um, she's so cute in this film. Jenna Malone, if you don't know her, she's from um, Hunger Games. Uh, that's where mm. I would most recently um, find her face. She plays Joanna in Hunger Games. Great name. And, um, and so she is the main kid named Bone and so she is our person who does cop all of that abuse, sadly
0: yeah so we're in um Carolina, so nineteen fifties I think it's supposed to that's to right. be um and they're a very poor family. if you were going to be derisive or pejorative, you'd say they're white trash family um mm. I don't like that term personally, but like they're they're struggling, but that's how they're looked upon in the family in the wider community that they're no good poor white trash family and that that's part of what as you mentioned, the father, the stepfather, um, he's copying it from his own family because they're quite successful and he's the black sheep. And then he's also, mm-hmm. he's married this, this woman who's from a, a poor family and
1: mm-hmm.
0: that, that is not good in the light of his dad who is played. Like I think last week, Dylan, the well, last episode of the Christina Chronicles, we were like looking at the cast. We're like, Oh, Pat Hingles in this. Cause he plays commissioner Gordon in the nineties Batman movies. We're like, Oh, this will be good. Oh, wow. He's not a good guy in this one. Is he doing? Yeah.
2: <laughs> No, yeah, the the most inept Commissioner Gordon of all time. But uh, yeah, no, the the cast of this it's it's banging. Like it's got Michael Rooker, who I love, yeah. mm. and he's great in this as he always is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Jennifer Jason Leigh, you know what more needs to be said? One of the greats. She's kind of co main character, I guess, along with Bone. I suppose.
0: Yeah. Mm. So like, as she say, there's a narrator who's Bone as an adult, I assume looking back on her life and trying to understand why her mum was sticking around with this guy who's so obviously bad news. And, like, I, the whole point of the film, I suppose, is asking the question about how can the mum put her daughter in this situation? And I don't want to mm. sit here and, and talk about and judge the mum because obviously it's not a good sure. thing to put your daughter in this situation, but... I also don't understand what it's like to be going through that scenario. What what were your what was your take on the mum character, Jo?
1: Well, um if we're gonna if we skip to the final choice the movie when she does do, she does decide between the two. So there is a big, big climax and um, you know, there's more sexual assault this time. The mother played by Jennifer Jennifer Jason Lee. What's her name again? Anne? Anne? Annie, Annie. Annie, yeah. Annie, Annie. yeah, something like that. Yeah. So she does catch uh, and stop the rape that's happening mm. uh, and kind of, like, has this huge violent occurrence and um, and the stepfather kind of goes through this, like, disgusting to wash um, thing where it's like, no, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it, kill me, kill me, where he's banging his head on the car door mm. when the mother and vine are in there saying, kill me, and, like, it's just the most pathetic and, like, disgusting thing you've mm. seen after this man has committed this horrible, horrible crime and act. Uh, and so you can see that mother and she's just going through it and she's obviously she's a very weak character but then very strong in other ways and so she does end up comforting the man who just raped her child and pats him on the head. And so you kind of, from that moment, you're like, whoa, what a yeah. choice. And that's, of course, it is hard, like it's not presenting a moral situation but it is presenting a character's choice and that's why watching it, is not necessarily to, I don't know, learn something from, but just to see this this story play out, and um, and so, in the end, she does kind of almost decide to to stick with this fuckface um, mm-hmm. rapist, and but she does have that end scene, and you can watch it if you feel like it, but where she does present Bone with her legitimacy, her birth certificate, that they fought and fought and fought to get Mm. legitimised because it was always stamped with the illegitimate mark. She doesn't have a father. She doesn't have a last name. And so I felt that choice of giving her, you know, goodbye, I love you, I'm sorry, but I just, I can't leave this man, whether it's because I love him or whether it's because he will literally kill himself without me in Mm. his life. I just didn't think the gift of a birth certificate was enough Because that is what the mother had been fighting for on the movie. We had never seen Bone go through that want of being legitimate. However, she did kind of say she was sick of being her class. She was sick of being stared Mm. at and such. Mm. But I just didn't find that payoff of here, your birth certificate was enough of a I love you or gift for Bone when that was always what the mother had been striving for in the movie, not her. You know what I mean?
0: What are your thoughts, Dylan? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah,
2: I agree. It's um it's a very rough movie. It's kind of like I don't know if you've seen Once Were Warriors hmm. Tamora Morrison's a New Zealand film. It's kind of right. a similar thing. Like it's got a lot of, you know, abuse, sexual, physical, that sort of thing. Um, but in that one I feel it's like the better version of this because in the end she does choose to leave um her abusive husband, that sort of thing, and take her kids away. And, you know, she makes mm. the hard but strong choice because you can tell that she loves him, but she has to do what's right for her kids. Mm. I think, this, yeah, um, just a much better version of this one, really.
0: I think what you've hit upon there, Joe, especially, is kind of like a very perverse kind of love triangle, almost between
1: yeah.
0: the mum choosing between the support of. Her husband, don't forget the, the mum has I think her first kid when she's 15. Her first husband dies tragically, and then, like, she she's just as much as a kid really when all this is going sure. on. And then, she, Done but then, almost oh, 100%. I think they even say that at one point it's like, this is the oldest you're going to get. Like, this is the worst day of your life. Yeah. You're not going to get any better at the funeral of her first husband. Yeah. But then, and she's got this daughter. And it's really hard to be a mother when you're still a child yourself, you know, developmentally. Um, mm. But, yeah, you're totally right. It kind of comes down to the people she choose, like, in any sort of – I say love triangle, but you know what I mean, like choosing between two characters. Um, and in some ways, obviously, she's made the wrong choice because how, how dare you choose the abusive guy – over your own daughter, but then also I was like, mm. get away from your daughter because you're obviously not capable of being a mother or well, being any sort of role right. model for her. So I was happy for that to occur. Uh, but that's a good point as well you made there, Joe, about the mum's giving her what the mum wanted, not what she needed. She needed a mother. She didn't need a birth like certificate.
1: Me. No, no, she just needs a loving family and someone who's not going to abuse her.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think
1: the choice well,
2: is a bit more complicated than that because she does end up with a loving family like her aunt and uncle mm. and also yeah. it might be the fact that the mother might be staying with the guy because she might see it as like maybe a form of like punishment or something like that for herself mm. Mm. For yeah her ineptitude fine. earlier and also might be the fact that like he said when he came by earlier um that if she wasn't going to take him back, that he was going to kill Bone.
1: That sort of thing. Mm, so she true. might also
2: be doing it in the fact that, that's like, true. if she keeps him happy, he won't go near her again, that sort of thing.
1: Mm, that's right. Well, now we've solved that world problem.
0: <laughs> I mean, the thing, the thing for me, like, this is obviously an awful situation and it's – I'm not an expert, so I don't really want to get into the whole idea about – whether we should ever show such awful acts in a film. Sure. I felt so uncomfortable watching it though, so I had to fast forward through some moments, to be honest.
1: Absolutely, um, yeah. I had to yeah. take out my earphones and turn it down yeah. really low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, for pretty me, just, it was pretty fucking horrible to watch.
0: Yeah, oh, totally.
1: Yeah.
0: I want to put that aside for one moment though, because for me the problem isn't that this was a fictional version of awful events being shown in a film. For me it was that it was too realistic because I know this stuff happens. I've known scenarios. I've read about this sort of thing happening about women who, who just can't leave the husband for a variety of reasons. I'm not trying to blame women. I I just know that this situation isn't fictional because it does happen out there. And that's the kind of thing that got me. I was thinking Especially
1: about. in the 50s, hey.
0: Oh yeah. And yeah. that that's the thing that, yeah, it wasn't so much what I was seeing in this fictional film because, you know, I knew it was all make believe, but the idea that it representing something that isn't make believe was the hard part for me. Um, and it's funny you mentioned the thing about it being in the fifties, Joe. Like, how much better we are off, are we all, by not having caring about people who are bastards or illegitimate children? Like, that was so yeah. foreign to me. What do you think of that, Joe?
1: Yeah, well, it felt quite religious almost in a way. It's something that we just don't think about anymore. Like, you think about. The work of, you know, Shakespeare and how that was such a big thing. If you were a bastard, you were evil. Mm. And it's just something that you wouldn't even bat an eyelid at anymore, like especially well, with the, in the societies we live in. Mm. Um, It was so foreign to me to even worry about that, let alone to have the whole movie revolve around that. Mm.
0: Um, I wanted to talk maybe a little bit about you know the filmic aspects of the of the picture. Um, what do you guys think of it as a as a movie? To put aside all the awful things that occur in the plot. What about the movie side of things? Joey, you got, you got something to say there?
1: Well, I, it, it screamed to me like a two-hour-long soap opera episode because mm. it had all the music of the '90s soap opera, like it was the kind of swelling, yeah. you know, bold and beautiful sounds. Um, yeah, and for the, as filmically, it was just like a big long TV movie, mm. well, mostly because we watched it in parts where we, wherever we could find it on YouTube, <laughs> uh, where it was like you know one hour chunk and then the three minutes at the end. <laughs> I even watched the trailer just so I could make sure I did watch the whole film. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean. It was also Angelica Houston's first directorial, you know, mission. Mm-hmm. And it was one of four films that she did make, which is pretty cool. A strange choice. It was made from a book. So we mm. know that, you know, this has been written. Um, uh, yeah, so it was – it's not a movie I would, I would like to watch again uh, for subject matter. And also, like, I didn't really find it particularly well shot, but – we still applaud Angelica Houston for her work because, man, I love her.
0: <laughs> what, what do you think, Dylan, of the of the filmic aspects?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was you know,
2: it was fine. It was good. Yeah. Everything was solid. Um, acting was great. Cam work was great. Editing good. You know, solid stuff all around. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the content is just. I think it's too rough to warrant watching again. I think it was banned Mm. in Canada, I think, originally.
1: Oh, wow, Mm. really?
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: I do have to agree, the acting was pretty sublime. Um, Obviously from Jane Malone, amazing. I would love to see her in more things as well. I do Mm. love the person who played one of the aunts, um, Glenn Heady, and she's Aunt Ruth, I believe in this, and Aunt Ruth is a character who Bone uh, stays with for a little while, um, while she's sick in the movie. So Aunt Ruth is sick which is actually where our favorite person comes into the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, so I love the action of her. Glenn Heady is actually dead. She died maybe about four years ago. I didn't know that. Mm. You'd know her if you've know. seen um Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, the one with uh, Steve Martin in it, where it's basically the hustle for, with Glen uh, with adam with Anne Hathaway and Robert Wilson. They remade Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, oh. literally <laughs> scene for scene. Okay. So Glenn Heady is not that. She's like oh. this really, really cute, um, wide-eyed lady. Mm. Anyway, so, um, yeah, some great acting. I was very, really, really really quite impressed there.
0: Yeah, I think that's where you know, having Angelica Houston as the director probably got some of these actors on board, even for small roles. Um, mm. Before we get to our our girl in a moment, um, my, my impression of the – the filming aspects. I just like, like I'm watching a 360p version on YouTube, so it's not the best quality. <laughs> but I just got a bit confused. Often, first of all, about the pacing. Some of those, the first like 20 minutes, I was like, I don't know if the version we watch on YouTube Joe was a good version or not, but it just felt so fast to me, like just speeding through things. Like, just couldn't yeah, keep up.
1: events. She was yeah. married into the. the- person died was birth and then like met another person and then the drama all happened which was a bit like you know Mm. why why are you telling the story that way that's a
0: yeah let it breathe for a bit um and then also i was like just the actual camera placements maybe it was on purpose i'm I'm guessing it wasn't everything's on purpose right Mm. but i just felt like i never quite saw anyone's face properly it's almost like just pull the camera in a little bit so i can understand who's in the scene and where they are and mm. maybe that's a bit because of the – especially Bone because she is hiding and that's her character is in mm. the background, not trying to draw attention to herself and, and so on. But I was like, it's never quite got a good shot in her face, I thought. I don't know, Maybe I'm just being weird because it was a low-quality version, but I thought that could have been better in some ways.
1: Also, I forgot to mention, the person that narrates the entire story, Old Bone, is Laura Dern. Laura Dern is yeah. the narrator. Yeah, wow. How amazing. Mm. Love
0: that. Uh, So, uh, Angelica Houston, obviously familiar to Christina Chronicles as being Morticia from Uh, Adam's Family. Yeah, of course. Didn't
1: think
0: of that. So I'm guessing Christina's in this. That's how she probably got Christina on. Obviously, Christina's time was limited because she's in about 10 seconds of screen time. (laughs) (laughs) She had an hour to spare, so she had to rush off.
1: But it's such a different role for Christina, I think. She comes in as this, like, 1950s cashmere-wearing, (laughs) nail-file-wielding, like, just a bitch. She's a bit of a bitch. Uh, Like a bit of an ungrateful, like, selfish teenager. Hmm. And it's something that I have not seen of Christina Ricci before. What about you guys?
2: Uh, Certainly Um. new so far from what we've seen.
0: The last one yeah. we watched, Joe, was um, the Secrets of Bear Mountain. Uh, so,
2: money. we agreed never to talk about that ever again.
0: It was very much like a kind of like a bad movie, I guess you yeah. might say. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Uh,
0: like a tween adventure story, but not much adventuring uh, happening. So, okay. I think she. This is a kind of a step up in that sense of playing full-on teenagers. I think because normally, up until now, she's been a kid or queen, you know, 13, 14. But, yeah, she's a bit older in this and, I mean, she does a good job for what she's given, but it's not much. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I really wish we could see a bit more of her because the, the movie, as we say, her family is her saviour in this. Mm. Uh, and it would have been so good to have her have a bit of an arc uh, just because we're fans, but mm. it is still really cool to see her like this and be, it's fun to play selfish and, and mm. you know, little bitch teenager.
0: So, um, something we've said before is that like we watch these old films through the lens of Christina, so we want to see her and what she's up to and, and not the film's fault if she's only in a small scene, I suppose.
2: Well, what's yeah, the saying? Totally there are no fair. small parts, only small actors. Yeah. Quite right, Dylan, quite
1: right. Yeah. Well, she drives in. Well, I don't think in, they saw uh, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the car? She drives in like in this amazing car and that's like her car is her world. Mm. She's there only to get her father to pay her car repayments. She's there <laughs> for her dying mother only. She's home so her dad will pay for her car. Mm. <laughs> 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 no. And then she's well, gone again. Yeah. There's enough. something that, that, that she just always, she's, she's just reach that age where, you know, you've got all the choices and you're mm. finally free to, you know, work what you, what you want to do for work or, you know, do all the things that your mum says are silly, she says. So just about everything I like to do in this world is silly or simple. So just mm. really enjoying that freedom that you get when you maybe, I don't know, what do you think she is, like 18, 19?
0: I guess so. Yeah, probably we're, roughly, yeah. Well, maybe back in the 50s mm-hmm. if you are like 16 or 17, that's like being 20 totally. now. <laughs>
1: True. totally yeah yeah and she's so pissed that she's she's been dragged back home she says something like next time the devil himself ain't gonna be able to drag me back mm. next time mm. yeah even for your for your dying mother yeah but we the... do love her still we'll forgive her
0: <laughs> i think have a bit of energy in the room right now because of this film um sorry about that <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were really Shocked. i was pretty shocked i was like oh
0: jeez." yeah because i think we'd all read maybe the wikipedia like little headline about oh it's gonna be a pretty tough movie and it's probably even tougher than you might think reading it hey because he's yeah it doesn't shy away from from showing some things so
1: no no yeah. and something that i did think about the title you know reading it and like reading it about the abusive stepfather and I had obviously thought that the bastard out of Carolina was the stepfather. So it does take on that double meaning, especially mm. at the end for me when mm. it's like, you know, no, no, she's the bastard, but also maybe he's the bastard. You could kind of mm. take it either way for the whole mm-hmm. two bastards.
2: Yeah. yeah, okay, double meaning. Very nice. very nice. What do you
1: think of that? How's that?
2: Well, I like it. I like <laughs> it. A bit of cheeky analysis from you, Jay. I love it.
1: Well, thank you very much. I did do media studies. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) All right. Anything else you want to? Yeah, it is. It's a
1: tough one. I just wish that they had made a better choice for the ending. I just like if if anything was going to be worth watching all of this, it would be to give us that satisfaction of no, I'm going to choose you. Like you were saying, Dylan, about. The movie, the New Zealander movie, how they did take that yeah. different road. I just think, what's the point in showing us this heartbreaking tale and then further kicking us in the butt with the mother <laughs> choosing mm. the father, the father-in-law? So I just thought that what was the real point? Um, and if they could have given us anything, it would have been that bone was to tell someone because there was these opportunities that doctors and people asked her you know, um, um, who's doing this to you, like has he ever touched you inappropriately and I don't know, like maybe it doesn't change things much but for me it would have meant something for Bone or someone to just find out and actually do something about it. Yes, the mother caught him but I just felt that wasn't satisfaction enough for someone to know and, the, you know, someone to save the situation fully.
0: Yeah, I agree you know I... Probably the most satisfying scene in the in the whole film was when the uncles find out mm-hmm. about him um, beating her with the, with the belt, and they just fucking go for him, didn't they? They just all her good yeah. uncles just oh that one that last like they beat him up obviously, They kick him a bit and stuff, and then mm-hmm. they hold him up, and the one guy just gets a run up and just almost kicks his whole head off his, off his shoulders.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's full on.
0: It's very visceral, and then and like. I'm enjoying that, watching it, because I'm on, I am I I want the bad guy, the awful, evil, abusive guy, to get beaten up. Um, on the same side, I'm like, well, is that, does that make us just as bad as him if we're going to abuse people? But then I'm like, no, if, if you abuse kids, that's what you get. You should get that Absolutely. every day of your whole entire life. Yeah. That changed. I'm the
1: music wasn't reflective of that. The music was like this intense music where something crazy, like an action sequence was happening. I just didn't mm. feel like that was the right mood if it was supposed to be like, yeah, you fucking get it, you asshole. Oh. The, but it was like this danger music where it's like, oh, mm. no, they're actually going to kill him, which, mm. as you're saying, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be beating the you know, violent sent away, but that was our only moment of just like, yeah, you ass. Mm-hmm. But
0: anyway. then it's undercut, isn't it, Joe, by the ending, as you're saying, it's like what was the point of him getting beat up if he was just going to be allowed back to do <laughs> Didn't it again? change anything.
1: That's yeah. right. Yeah. Again, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think great, look, great acting, but choices could be made, and those were from a book. I won't blame Angelica. We do love you, <laughs> um, but I just think, really, what's the point in showing us all this heartbreak, when legitimate on a birth certificate was the only payoff? Yeah,
0: not much of a catharsis, is it really? No, I'm still left feeling a little icky about everything.
1: Yeah, I totally yeah. understand. Mm. So, but hey, thank you for letting me watch Bastard Out of Carolina and bring it to you on this table.
0: <laughs> thank you being able to talk about it with you has made it pretty, hasn't made it good, Joe, but it's made it somewhat bearable. So, Easier. Yeah. Easier. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what, that's, you know, that's a good thing for all things in life. We just got to chat about it out loud. Mm. Find
0: some kind of understanding. Yeah, but uh,
2: these kind of things don't happen.
1: No, No, and
0: and that's, I guess that's the point of art to to promote discussion and thoughts. And we're all probably thinking about this serious topic more than we were thinking about it yesterday. So,
1: still, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. choices.
0: Hmm. Any final thoughts, Dylan?
2: Um. No, I mean, we've said what we've said. I personally wouldn't recommend watching it. Mm. Um, as I said, if you are curious about this type of story, watch Once More Worries instead. It's, it's done much better and has a more satisfying ending.
1: Okay, so Joe, anything want to share? Yeah. I um, oh, would love you, Christina. I think you look really cool in this movie. You've got the pearls, <laughs> got the cashmere coat. Um, and. I really like the work of, you know, Jenna Malone and I'm really impressed by that. So that's my one takeaway.
0: Yeah, not a tough I mean, a very tough role for a kid, not something you'd really wanna as your first movie and really you're coming like in God. and Yeah, it's just difficult for everybody involved and especially difficult for, for children being part of this. So mm. Yeah, proper. I, I agree with you, Joe. She's really great in Hunger Games and everything else I've seen her in, so
1: Yeah, she yeah, I would mm. that.
0: Alright, as we wrap up, where can people find you, Joe?
1: Well, oh, you can find me on Instagram at Joe the Grub. Uh, as you know, that is my three <laughs> words. And of course, um for all the events that might be happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing a show called Titanic the Movie the Play in Brisbane and Sydney in the next two months, um, COVID permitting. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'd love to love to catch you around. Thanks, for, thanks for having me guys. It's been my pleasure.
0: Oh, it's been great, Joe. Thank you,
1: Joe.
0: Now, Dylan, where can the listeners find us?
1: Right,
2: everywhere. We're (laughs) everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have our own website. We're on
1: YouTube.
2: You can't stop us.
0: Mm. But great if you can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can't bloody stop (laughs) us.
0: Just try. So, yeah, please, if you like the show, um, give us a like and a listen and a share and show your friends. It'd be great. Um oh I only normally write more on my wrap up, but I just left it there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well that's it. No. Um yeah, yeah. thank you very much for listening. Thanks, Mark, for the theme song. Thank you once again, Joe. And I thank guess
1: you.
0: the person we seem to thank the most though is Christina. So I miss you, Christina. I miss you, Christina. Miss
1: you, Christina. Man, I miss you, Christina.
0: Be in the movie more next time, Christina, please. (laughs) She's going to be in that darn cat the whole time, isn't she, Dylan? I hope so. I pray. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,